You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. This is College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Welcome back. Today's going to be a little bit different. I wanted to share some observations that I made this morning. I decided to go to a coffee shop to get some work done. Now let me paint the picture. This is a really cool coffee shop. Very well decorated. Has all my favorite um, morning breakfast items. And it's located in a beautiful neighborhood about Oh, 10 minutes from my home, um, and it's mostly high-end families, uh, family homes, and kind of a new upscale uh, high school is just down the street, which I kind of love. I kind of love going there because a lot of high school students will come there for breakfast before they head to school, which I, I actually enjoy seeing high school kids because I don't see them that often around the city I live in. So next to my table sat down a group of three girls and I could overhear pretty easily their entire conversation and I wasn't sure how old they were but I was pretty sure they were in high school. But by the end of the conversation it was very clear that they were seniors in high school. Yes, they had large nose rings and dark hair with lighter bleached hair underneath. And they had very dark, heavy clothes. And one girl even wore a sweatshirt with very large letters that said Playboy on it. And in a span of 30 minutes, these were the topics of discussion in order. So I'm just gonna share these because I thought they were very interesting. So they started out talking about having no friends, then bullying, then acting out at school when they were younger, then getting a teacher fired, and how they should have done sports, but they really weren't good enough, being a loner. They talked about their friends who don't want to get pregnant. They talked about suicide. They talked about TikTok. They talked about abortion. They talked about their senior pictures and not getting them done and that they weren't going to get have senior pictures. They talked about lip gloss, and then the last part was what they're gonna ask for for Christmas. Wow, much different topics than my high school years, but not at all different than what I read about when I Google articles on teens and sports. So did you know by age 14, girls are dropping out of sports at two times the rate of boys? The reason that girls even play sports is for friends and fun. And 67% of girls quit sports because they feel they are not good enough. They also quit because it is no longer fun 
including parental pressure, burnout, competing interests, and unclear path forward. Hmm. Unclear path forward. This really resonates with me as an advisor. You know, we meet with hundreds of gymnasts and athletes, and I can always see the disappointment when they hear from us or me what it's going to take to get recruited to their dream team or dream college or dream school. Most say when I ask them, what is your goal? And they say, I would say 90% of the time, a division one scholarship. They also say when I ask them, why do you want to do college gymnastics? I would say above 90% will say, well, it's what I've been doing for so long and it is what I know and I don't want to quit. But they really don't know exactly what it takes to achieve that dream of a Division I scholarship. When I think about the pressure teens have or the things on their mind today, I realize once again how very, very fortunate we are to have daughters and sons who play sports, and especially um, the ones that get to do the sport of gymnastics. It builds so much into their lives, like confidence, teamwork, winning, losing, pushing themselves physically and mentally. And it can really help them get ahead later in life when they're either in college or after college, not even doing sports. Alex Morgan is a U.S. World Cup and Olympic champion soccer player. And she said, personally, playing sports helped me grow and build confidence while also learning the skills of teamwork, leadership, perseverance, both on and off the field. So how do we keep our girls in sports, specifically gymnastics? Apparently, girls tend to quit sports right around puberty. Their bodies begin to change and the, sports, the sport gets harder. And sometimes they say to me, it's just not fun anymore. That's a big part. Or my friends are all quitting. You know, by the, some clubs have a lot of girls on their team that are level 10s and other girls, it's like they're the only one. Are we allowing our girls to work through these things? Or are we just letting them walk away? Do we ask them questions about how their friends are doing at gym? Or do we ask if they got a certain skill? How are we embracing them when they start to doubt about staying in the sport? Are we letting them talk and struggle, but giving them those long-term reasons to stay besides that Division I scholarship? Club coaches, are we giving them encouragement to go through those times where they aren't really sure, but you allow them to stay because it might just be period of time? Are we allowing them to specialize on events when they've had injuries, they can't do all around anymore, or they're just really afraid of a certain event? USAG, are we providing the girls a path to finish all the way to their senior year? I think the whole change in allowing girls to do an individual event at nationals is the starting point. I am 
over the top excited about that. When I saw 200 girls at nationals this last year, it was just incredible to think all those girls would never have gone or made it to nationals. And for some of them, it may be the reason that they stay in the sport all the way to their senior year. Even if they don't do it in college, they're going to feel like they got all the way to the end, which is what they really would like to do. And they finished, you know, it's so good for closure for them. And college recruiting advisors, so I'm speaking to myself, are we sharing all the options possible? Division one, two, and three, acrobatics and tumbling, becoming a manager, club gymnastics in college, becoming a walk-on, working hard and maybe just doing like two events in college. What is the message we are sending to our teenage girls in the sport of gymnastics? What is the message that they're hearing around the dinner table? I hope it's not just Division I gymnastics scholarship. And how do we embrace our girls unconditionally throughout those tough times and not panic because we don't want them to quit? Because we know as a parent, we know as an advisor, if they just hang in there, they might find a way to enjoy their sport again. Now, so many gymnasts start the sport when they're two or three. So why should we doubt that it's ever going to happen where they go through a period of time in high school where they really struggle? And do we talk about it? Or are we afraid to talk about it because we think it might plant a seed of quitting? And why are we so afraid? of that. And I think it's because we know the value, but we don't often talk about it. You know, the value of their sport and all the things that they're gaining from it besides the end result. And now that we're starting another season, I just want to encourage all the parents, all the club coaches out there, and you girls who are listening, you JH girls to this podcast today, to remind yourself and sit down and reflect on all the things that you get from going to gymnastics each day and pouring your heart and your soul and your mind and your bodies into this sport. And I think that's really what caught my attention today. And how do we keep our girls in the sport? Because I, quite honestly, after listening to the three girls sitting next to me this morning at that coffee shop, I think it's actually saving lives to have kids, not only in sports, I mean, it can be music, it can be chess, it can be art, things in art, you know, anything that's just not going to school and coming home and having nothing and just technology and just their phones and just what they're seeing on TikTok. You know, it really made me, I just couldn't help but wonder if those three high school seniors that were sitting next to me had any regrets of maybe quitting a sport or quitting something that he had done as a child, but then, you know, they stopped doing because it wasn't cool enough or their friends weren't there or it wasn't fun anymore. Would their life be different today? Would that conversation that I overheard be different today? For me, today was a good reminder that teenage girls are dealing with tough subjects. And when I read studies or stats, and as I prepare to speak or guide a teenager or a JH girl, 
I'm going to have this image in my head and their voices in my heart. Sports really are a privilege to be a part of. Really being focused on anything that teaches the teen about life, hard work, and, you know, to help them be deterred during those down days or tough times. I'm just kind of reflecting and today and taking that step back, reminding myself that our, what our clients might be dealing with. Maybe today's podcast is just that. It's just a moment for all of us to remember all the good reasons we drive our kids to their sport. We sacrifice so much financially and you know, just to remember to keep the big picture in mind when we're having conversations with them. Talk about their friends. Talk about what they laughed about and how did they have fun today? Did they have fun with their coach? Did they have fun um, learning a new skill? And just getting their minds off of the pressure part of trying to, um, you know, put the, their routines together for season, be, you know, thinking about their school scores they need to get, thinking about college recruiting, and just remind them how proud you are of them, that they have made it this far, and that um, the Division I scholarship is not the end goal. The end goal is for them to find the right fit for their academics and their sport, if it is gymnastics, and a team where they're going to feel like they're accepted and they're going to feel safe and they're going to feel like that team and that coach really wants them. I think that's what takes our teens and into their young adult years um, and then on into life. That's what we, we all, when we step back, that's what we want for our, for our kids. So thanks for joining me today. I know this was a little bit different, but I think it actually encompasses the whole picture of why I do what I do here at JH Consulting and why, because the value that I think this topic really has and the impact that advising these kids can have on their lives for, for really forever. So make it a great day. Thanks for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.